Hello, Brenna. Hello, Maureen. So, I've had a week, um, and you don't even know yeah. the other parts that happened. Um, no. So, gr- gravity is the enemy of our family. Um, yeah. Wednesday, I woke up, felt kind of crappy, got, like, through two hours of work, then, like, emailed my boss being like, hey, I'm, I think I need to call it. I'm not getting anything, like, uh, done. And she was really cool about it. I was like, awesome. Uh, I passed out for, like, multiple hours. Um, was unconscious. Woke up to my brother coming into my room, cool as a cucumber. He was like, hey, mom wants you upstairs. And I was like, okay. Our dishwasher just broke, so I was like, okay, she like needs me to do like, chores or something. I walk upstairs. My mother's collapsed on the couch. Her, her head has a huge goose egg on it, right on her forehead. And she's like bawling, crying, and like telling, like wants her mom and like tells me in between that she fell and her head bounced on the pavement while she was cleaning out the garage. She fell on the tar uh, of our driveway. So me and my brother are kind of like, oh, yeah, mom, we're all going to be calm. And she's like, and she injured that knee and she fell on that leg that she injured last year. So, but we, I ended up taking her to the ER. My brother couldn't take her. So I took her. Um, she got a CT scan. She got an x-ray. She's fine. She sprained her tongue, her her thumb, not her tongue. She sprained her, her tongue. <laughs> she sprayed her spray, sprained her thumb and like has this giant lump on her head. But now, yeah, I saw the picture. Yeah, but now she has two black eyes because all the blood is draining oh, ooh, down. That's a look. That's a choice. It looks insane. I mean, it wasn't, but it looks yeah. like it could be. And she, the everything came back fine. She didn't have she. If she had a concussion, it was super mild. She like didn't break anything or anything. So like of how things could have gone, she's absolutely okay. Um, so it was a very weird like to be fully knocked out, wake up, feel great. And then within the next minute, be taking your mom to the ER. <laughs> um, and then today, well, we went up to our cabin uh, to celebrate Father's Day. And we're all just kind of a chill time. It was raining this morning. I made breakfast. Um, blueberry pancakes and bacon. Thank you very much. Um, Hobbit's tackling me because I was nice. kind of gone for 48 hours. So he thinks I'm going to disappear unless he beats the crap out of me. Um, and then as I was packing up to leave... Uh, mention, you know how I mentioned it was raining? Uh, slipped down yeah. the front porch steps uh, and oh. absolutely slam-jammed my gluteus maximus as hard as it's possible. You ever have a bruise that's just a line? Um, I have that now. Um, oh. Because in my in my head of heads, in my heart of hearts, while this was happening, I literally was saying, keep your head forward, soldier. Do not let your head go back <laughs> on the ground. Like, literally... <laughs> The mental, mental, like, my one thoughts as I was like, I am falling. Keep your head forward. Keep it forward. Let your back and butt take all the damage, which it did. It did. It hurts to sit. Bless. Um, But it, like, yeah. Glad I get you here for an hour. And my mom, my mom heard me and she was like, she was like, Phil, to my dad. And my dad's like, huh? Because we got him a new, like, griddle. 
a new for the stovetop, and he's like seasoning it, making it all nice, and he's obsessed <laughs> with it. And then they've like, and it's I. They come outside. One of my board games fell over. I'm like crying because I'm in pain. My siblings are like, "What?" And they help me clean it all up. As I had to go inside, lay it down on the ground, and cry because I hurt my my butt so bad. I could do nothing but cry. Like I I like knew oh. I was like, and I was like, I'm fine. I did hit my head, and I was, and I just. It's so sad to be in such pain that all you can do is cry out, I hurt my butt, and then sob on the ground fully to try and, like, (laughs) alleviate the pain you're now in. After, like, I felt, I was like, okay, nothing else has hurt except for, um, it's, it's specifically my left butt cheek is just, it's destroyed, folks. It's, it's, I mean, oh my god. It's uh, it's unfortunate Rip because this butt. it's not a bruise I can share with people, you know, because um, it's, yeah. it's a private area of, of my body. So, but just like imagine someone just, just took, I don't know, a Lincoln log and perfectly made that shape on your butt, um, kind of diagonally. It hurts so bad. Oh my God. So, yeah. So a lot oh. of. A lot of uh, uh, falling <laughs> this week in my family. Uh, thankfully, no ER trips or head injuries for me, and my mom is doing fine. She is fine. Um, so, and it's just, it's it's been a lot. <laughs> you know, I had an ER trip, too. Oh, yeah. When did that happen? Oh, did I? Oh, I uh, took my Airbnb host to the ER you at, did like, not- 1130 at night. Uh, I missed that entirely. I don't know if I ever told anyone. I was very tired. Is she good? Oh yeah, she's fine. She's oh, who? You know, there's a dog barking outside. That's all well, right. It's Father's Day. Yeah, that we're recording. So uh, happy, happy Father's, Father's Day, Day Fireheart, cat dads. <laughs> happy yeah, Father's Day, Firestar. Um, star. And not um, ha- not Tiger Star never gets ever happy Father's Day. No, ever. not not for he Tiger gets, Star. He gets happy the Father's reverse. Day to all the dads, but you fire Tiger Star, yeah. not you Tiger Star. Um, like um, even no, Blue, I was at work. Huh? Even Blue Star has a better dad than him. Blue Star, <laughs> yeah. No, I was at work today, and somebody wished me a happy Father's Day. So, you know, you know. If if yeah. you're, if if anyone is in a situation where they don't have a father or uh, maybe doesn't have a great relationship with your father, uh, Maureen is now your dad. So yeah, I know your dad because that person know, wished like... you happy Father's Day. You're now everyone's dad. <laughs> maybe they were I'm like, maybe they dad. didn't have a dad to wish it to, and they're like, you know what, this young person who maybe they didn't want to assume your gender, and they were like, you know what, better safe than That's sorry. That's fair. And they're like, and, and they didn't want to assume Most they knew your life. Most of my face is very covered. Yeah. So they were like, you know what? Maybe this person has a child. Maybe this person is working on Father's Day. And that's why they wanted to make sure that you are a good dad. And then my coworker is like wishing Father's Day to people. And I'm like, how do you know they're a dad? I'm like, that's not just something you say to people, is it? Yeah. It's so much better just to say generic, have a good day or have a good Sunday. Well, like, yeah. It's like happy. And then people are like... Happy Father's Day to you, too. And he's like, I'm 20. <laughs> and not a dad. <laughs> so Someone did answer, like, you a dad? And he was like, no. And he's like, ah, good for you. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> and his kid was with him. It was So, like, that one's like, okay, you're with your kid. We can say happy Father's Day to you because we know you're a dad. Speaking of dads. 
it's this is nothing to do with dads actually um what are we reading this week maureen do you have something new to share oh right right well i finished i finished uh lives of the monster dogs it was very good i had a lot loved it was it was beautiful um, and I'm now actually reading The Traitor Baru Comorant by Seth Dickinson, which is, uh, so far what it is, is, um, an awful government has colonized this woman's, uh, hometown and she's like, I'm going to infiltrate the government by becoming an accountant and <laughs> like taking them down from the inside. So it's yes. a lesbian- Who's going to take down the government with math? And, I mean, there's a lot of, like, read the content warnings before mm-hmm. you read this book. It's kind of a lot um, for some things. Because, like, like, the oppressors are, like, super homophobic and stuff. Like, it's, like, illegal. Mm. Which, I'm like, if a bad guy's that, it's like, oh, you're just irredeemable. Okay. But damn, Baru's so smooth. She's still so smooth with the ladies. <laughs> anyway, so I'm having a great time. What about you? Well, Maureen can uh, die happy because even though she never got me <gasps> yes! to read Warrior yes! Cats, I am now reading Gideon the Ninth. I'm two chapters yes! in. Uh, it's really fun. Uh, just like skulls, bones, death. And it's very fun. It's lesbian necromancers exploring a haunted castle. In space. I I like it because I keep... Kind of. I mean... I really don't like sci-fi, but it's not very sci-fi-y. It's like... Okay, spoiler spoiler alert. No, no. Just take a spaceship to another planet. That's it. That's that's it. I'm just telling you, they're not really in space. No, I know, but they are like... There's like planets. So it's kind of sci-fi-y. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, it's, I'm, I'm really not that far into it, but I'm having fun, having no. a great time. I managed to work out, even though my butt is broken. Um, I'll keep everyone updated. Yeah. They're, God, why? There's so many bugs in my house. Ah! Sorry, a daddy long leg just crawled across my phone. No. The daddy long legs are, like, invading we have there was a daddy long leg that crawled across my cousin and she thought it was like a little hair like you know those you know when you wash blankets sometimes little hair like uh yeah like a little pill yeah and she like picked up thinking it was one of those because and it was alive and she like threw it and hobbits also found out he's like wow their legs move even when you tear them off so he's been having a great time (gasps) with the daddy long legs and i'm like please stop i know they can't bite us but god it's so like they're literally just sentient hairballs and i'm like please go away please stop i just don't I'm, want them i know you are i'm the, fine with them but just like not on my person like you're the closest thing to a sit sprite i'll ever have in real life but i actually don't want you near me <laughs> you are not the fun little companion who lives in my home that you are the kind of creepy little companion who is in my house yeah there's like a dandy log like let nest somewhere because they just have been they're always Yikes. and every morning i wake up and there's one right by my head on the wall and i'm like why and it's like hey i just it looked like you were resting are you good i'm like i don't want a glass of water go away daddy long leg oh <laughs> well i'm back in my shed and i woke up the first morning in my shed and ants had gotten in through an electrical outlet <laughs> and were all over my fridge it was the worst oh god anyways want to talk about cats yeah we should do the podcast 
because I'm actually really excited because this is our last episode with the book Midnight. <laughs> we're really, we, you guys can feel it, can't you? We're really amping it up that this episode, we definitely haven't this. been talking about literally anything else. <laughs> so let's, let's do the intro. Uh, yeah, because I'm Ember Heart. And I'm Tangle Tongue. And this is Warrior Cats. What is that? We left off. Oh, let me do a summary. That's my job. Madame. We how many we've been this is our hundredth and tenth episode. It's like my mini quiz to make sure I, I was actually paying attention. Go. Um and here's what I don't. <laughs> we were at a gathering and they all like looked around and were like, hang on, wait a second. They all didn't just run away to ThunderClan and Crowpaw isn't dead. <laughs> Okay, cool. They left, but they're, like, not abandoning us. All right, so we we feel confused about this, but not as mad as we were. Um, yeah. And then uh, the entire time they were spending their last day with Purdy, as Purdy finally led them to a forest, uh, Squirrel Paw was like, I'm getting a message. I'm getting a message in my brain. And it took her, like, a whole day to figure out, oh, uh, burdock root and cause she needed to be in a forest yeah. to be fair. She had to like, she's like, she's a visual learner and she's like, I need to see it, smell it, taste it. She's like, I don't remember the name. Uh, she's probably never seen it before. I mean, they don't get a lot of rat bites, but she knew it enough to go and find it. So she knew it by scent yeah. at least she had to smell it. Um, well, well, cause leaf, leaf paw, remember leaf paw put it in her mouth. She, she sent that sensory, Right. So she was able to smell yeah. it and find it. Yeah. 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 It makes sense. Um, I'm yeah. really proud of her. And uh, our lovely, beautiful Tawny Pelt feels so much better. She isn't, like, all messed mm-hmm. up anymore. Um, and everyone's like, wow, good job. Uh, we're not going to examine how you did that. But it must be your sister with us in spirit. Um, <laughs> and... <laughs> Then they, as I said, they got into the forest and Purdy's like, I'm going to stay here uh, just in case you guys die, but I'm not coming with you just in case you guys die. <laughs> so yeah. uh, that was great. Thank you, Purdy. Um, whether or not you did any of that on purpose, I love you and you did a good job. <laughs> All right. So, yep. Well, bye, Purdy. Bye, Purdy. By the end of the day, Brambleclaw's hope had drained. Uh-oh. The heat of the sun made him tired, and there was no water. Tawny Pelt is limping again, but won't let anyone check her wounds. The swelling had returned, but there's no more burdock root here. Oh, we In front of them, more. the sun is setting, turning the sky to flame. Feathertail says at least they're going the right way. Right, west. Brambleclaw agrees. But how far do they still have to go? It could be days away. Maybe like three more books worth? Maybe. <laughs> oh, crap, guys. Can you imagine? I would be reading this book and be like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I have to wait for the next book? Are you kidding me? <laughs> I'd be like seeing where we were at the page wise and be like, what? What? No. 
Well, Kropa says he always knew this was a mouse-brained idea. Kropa, yeah. He's too well, exhausted to sound aggressive. Why haven't you gone home? We know you're just, at this point, you're just doing an act. At this point, it's like, come on, dude. Like, <laughs> right. Yeah, you love us now. You're, we're all BFFs, whether you're going to admit it or not. Please don't eat the ant. You don't have it Too fine. bad. Bye, ant. Eat the ant. Kill the dead ant. Like, I don't care what you do. Stormfur asks how long they plan to carry on. And the cats turn to look at them. At him. He says, if they don't find the place sooner or later, they'll have to decide. Do they give up? Or do they keep trying? And Brambleclaw knows he's right. But what would admitting defeat mean for their clans? Then, Squirrelpaw, who had been facing the wind to drink in the scents, cried out, Brambleclaw! I can smell salt! Uh-huh. Can we all do- Brambleclaw all... tastes the air. Sure enough, okay. the salt taste was unmistakable. Okay, okay. It, it is salt. It's not just a vision. Okay. So they gotta be close. Nope, no vision. It's salt. It's uh, real tangible salt. Yeehaw. Not- Imaginary salt. Come on. Brambleclaw races into the wind and his companions follow him. And even Tawny Pelt is hobbling faster. Brambleclaw feels as if he could run forever. Instead, he comes skidding to the halt at the edge of a huge cliff. Mm-hmm. Waves crash below him. Oh, yeah, guys. <laughs> it's big, big water. It might have cliffs. The sun is sinking into the endless waters so brightly he had to narrow his eyes. Brambleclaw shakes himself. They need to hurry. They need to find the cave with the teeth before it gets dark. And then wait for midnight, Feathertail adds. Yeah. But there's nothing to tell them which way to go. Have we figured out if midnight is like a dude yet? Or like a lady? Or the time? (laughs) We do not know. They're assuming it's time. It's going to be like a dude. Uh, so there's nowhere, there's nothing to tell them which way to go. So Brambleclaw chooses a random direction and walks along a cliff. <laughs> Guys! At- can we not? Can we do something like a little safer? Well, um, so they peer over the edge every so often to look for the cave. Only like and two gradually- of you are proficient swimmers. Yes, only two. Gradually, the land sloped downward, so the water was only about a tree's height below them. Clefts made by ancient streams split the rock, sometimes so large they had to leap over them. Stormfur points out that there are plenty of places to shelter if they don't find the cave tonight. They may have to stop. The water had swallowed the sun, though the sky still glowed orange. Tawny Pelt could at least lie down while the rest of them searched. She'd fallen behind. Brambleclaw is bounding back to her, skirting the edge of a cleft. His paws slip. See? 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 He's sliding helplessly into the hollow. Oh my god. Oh my god. His claws can't find purchase in the loose soil. Idiot. Idiot. You know what? You guys deserve this. Whatever. Die. Drown. I don't give a crap. Like, you literally are like, let's just walk across a cliff. It's gonna be like a really normal and not like, thing that will cause us to die. He lets out a yowl of alarm. 
Brambleclaw, Stormfur calls and leaps into the hollow, trying to sink his claws into Brambleclaw's shoulder. No, let him go. Brambleclaw starts sliding down faster. Oh my god. He hears an ear-splitting yowl, and Squirrelpaw has launched herself practically on top of him. (laughs) Squirrelpaw! She's like, I'm going to ride this boy like he's a sled down to death. Together we go. (laughs) No, no. I know she's she's trying to help. She's trying to help, but she's not. I love her. She's like, she's like, do first, think about it later. And they're like, that's not how it works. No, wait, no. You could die. Well, he tells her to go back and he gets a mouthful of dirt. For a terrifying heartbeat, the soil disappears and there's nothing below him at all. Mm. He falls and lands on some damp pebbles. Okay. And Bramble Brambleclaw lays still for a moment, stunned. <laughs> Is this Starkland? Is it just a moist cave? The echo of waves crashed around. Oh, him. we're in a cavern. He opens his eyes and stares in horror at the shape of a massive, gaping mouth full of teeth closing in on him. It's a cave, dude. <gasps> cave! Sh- see cave cats! See cave cats! He tries to get up, but a rush of water sweeps him off his paws. Uh-oh. And his cry of terror is cut off by water filling his mouth. It's high tide! Brambleclaw flails as the waves hurled him towards the teeth and tossed him back again. I can see very clearly. He doesn't know where he is or which way to swim. You're in a cave. Uh, I like. I know exactly kind of what sort of thing he is in. I can imagine in my mind's eye. But he's never, ever seen anything like this before. <laughs> water fills his eyes and ears, and he tries to gasp for breath, but salty water fills his mouth. His struggles grow weaker. Cold waves close in over his head. We're making, he feels a sharp pain in his shoulder. Making dried cat meat with all that salt. <laughs> Suddenly the pressure is gone and he can breathe again. He turns his head to see Squirrelpaw's eyes blazing at him. Her teeth are firmly in his fur. Oh. No, he gasps. You can't. You'll drown. Oh. And Squirrelpaw can't reply because she has a mouth full of Brambleclaw. <laughs> She's like, don't worry, I won't drown if I die suffocating trying to hold you. And he's like, that's... Okay. But she kicks out with strong paws, and the waves wash them back towards the teeth. Brambleclaw thrashes at the water, trying to drive them both away from the sharp rocks. And he catches a brief glance of Stormfur beside him before the waves sent them back to the ground. That's actually probably better because he could, he, they He's could a good swim. Strong swimmer, yeah. boy. Yeah. Swim, swim, my child. He tries to get purchase on the ground as the water tries to suck them back out again. <laughs> but Squirrelpaw <laughs> held him tight and pulled him up. I feel like I should be doing uh, sound effects. Whoosh, whoosh. Another cat shoves him from behind. At last, he collapses on solid rock and lays still. The whole team, the whole crew was like, shut up, uh, Bramcall, we hate you. 
Also, we will all now die to make sure you do not die. <laughs> like, I love that everyone's like, Brambleclaw, we do not respect you, but we love you so deeply. And if anything ever happened to you, I don't know what I would do without you, man. Like, they're so disrespectful to him, but at the same time, they will kill for him. And they will also, it's like, I think it's more, it's kind of like the sibling situation where it's like, uh, I can beat the crap out of them and kill them. But if you dare, if you, if the ocean tries, I will kill the ocean. Time to fight the ocean. Put it up, Poseidon. Yes. Anyway. Squirrel Paw's poking him and saying his name, and she asks if he's all right. He moans. He's like, I'm not. too exhausted to move. He's like, I'm super actually not sure because so much just happened right there. But he's alive. And he manages to raise his head and say he's fine. I thought you were dead. Squirrelpaw is bending over him. He had never seen her look so upset before. I think we all thought I was dead. And the sight of her... Hmm? He's like, I think we all felt that. Well, the sight of her troubled eyes urges him to make the effort to sit up. And he vomits up a lot of salt water. (laughs) As you do. Yeah, I mean, that's what happens when you drown. Idiot. He assures her that he's not dead and thanks her. She was great. She took a huge risk, Stormfur says, standing over him. Yeah, you can't swim. Neither of you can swim. His fur clung to him, making him look much smaller than Brambleclaw was used to. He sounds disapproving, but his eyes glow as he looks at Squirrelpaw. But it was a very brave thing she did, he says. It was very stupid. But brave. Mostly <laughs> Which stupid. is what Tawny Pelt says. <laughs> as she joined them. Tawny Pelt's all right. She's what like, if they both had drowned? She's like, here's how we're going to divide it up. That was 80, mm, 85. Actually, no. That was 95% stupid, 5% brave. I will take up the percentage if you continue to be idiots during our terrible road trip we're having. Well, she's there, standing with water washing at her paws. Eyes narrowed angrily. Well, we didn't, Squirrelpaw says. Tawny Pelt says she could have helped. With that infected bite, Stormfur asks. He presses his muzzle briefly into her flank. Starkland knows how she even managed to get down here at all. Tawny Pelt says she fell like the rest of them. <laughs> oh, don't don't mistake it. I fell too. Oh, yeah. Like, I am your sister. <laughs> I didn't just a less dumb fall. I didn't like it was kind of intentional because I was like I was trying to walk down. But yeah, no, I I did tumble stumble. <laughs> she relaxes as she looks to Squirrel Paul and apologizes. She was brave, Tawny Pelt says. She's just finding it hard to be injured and unable to help. She thought they had lost Brambleclaw for good. And uh, Brambleclaw is feeling better enough to look around him. And he recognizes the cave from his dream. He's inside it. When? The ground sl- I don't... What dream? Uh, he had the first saltwater dream and he oh, saw this cave right. in his dream. Sorry, this book has been very short but also very long. Because, um, like, <laughs> yeah, right? a lot has happened but also not too much has happened. Yeah. Anyway. It feels like a lot is happening in my life, even if a lot is uh, happening in the book. Honestly, it's like, we're like, <laughs> everything in the book has been <sighs> pretty chill. Meanwhile, Maureen and I's lives are imploding. 
like uh, no, no it's okay mine's uh settling yeah i've yeah. got an uh, apartment and a job um and, a job. and i have a broken butt and my mom has a broken face it's fine Yay. we're just all we're all just fighting capitalism and gravity here all right, so the ground is sloped farther into the cave, and the only light is coming from a hole in the roof. Feathertail calls to them and asks if they're all right. Brambleclaw says yes, he thinks they've found what they're looking for. Crowpaw says they're coming down. And Brambleclaw almost calls for them to stay, but he sees that there's a series of ledges where it would be possible to climb down, and they pick their way down carefully <laughs> to their companions. If we use... So yeah, there was a right way we, to do yeah, it. Yeah, if we use our skill of observation for... More, gosh. I mean, they fell. They tr- Yeah, they okay, slipped. yeah, yeah, no, here's where it went wrong. When they said out loud, we will walk on the edge of the cliff, they actively were like, yeah, good idea, sheer drop to death. Good idea. No, 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 no. Okay. Walk near the cliff. Yeah. And yeah. Over the edge yeah. No, that's literally you don't do that. <laughs> like I know. Like I, I swear, I don't know how. Like they've had survival instincts like kick in like most of this journey, but as soon as they got to the salt drowned place, they were like, you know what? Forget it. If we die, we die. We made it. Whoops. We made it, so like, what else? We're here. What else were we supposed to do? Live until Dark some- Land were coming for you. Yeah. Oh my God, these absolute idiots. Okay, but I'm glad they're not dead quite yet. Squirrelpaw looks up from licking her wet fur and asks if they'll need to wait here until midnight. I suppose <laughs> Brambleclaw starts, but he stops. Muscles tensing. From the dark, Kiva heavy scratching noise a powerful rank scent reached him a shadow moved not fully black but with patches of white then lumbering into the dim light came a terrifyingly familiar shape a badger why is a badger in this cave? I thought it was going to be like a seal, which I know isn't it, like <laughs> it doesn't make sense for I don't think you find those in like the coastal cities of uh of of England anymore. Uh, they might have existed centuries ago, but I'm sure it, they got hunted away. Uh, I think they're I will not pretend I know where seals live in England. I, I don't think they live there. <laughs> I don't think they're native. I don't know. I was thinking like oh. I was thinking something like that would kind of make sense. A crab would that, a, a crab would be so scary if you've never seen a crab before and I would cry. I would throw up. And, like if if I it's a big hard spider. Yeah yeah, and imagine you're the size of a cat and you've never seen anything like a crab before. I it would it would be life ending. I'd be like, we're going home. It's not worth it. Whatever's here is not worth it. Um. Anyway, <laughs> should we do the cat? Do you want to hit me with the yeah. cat? Pack? <laughs> I was like, if anything, this is. <laughs> I can't believe I'm gonna have to title this episode <laughs> like "Broken Butt and Crab Fear." <laughs> oh, okay. Um, I'm sending you the link to the art. And I need you to contain oh, you. your glee while I do the intro. Okay. All right, I sent you the link. 
Good day. <gasps> I said get it to I said contain it. Good day. Everyone and welcome to the Cat Fact Art Gallery. It is I, your humble host, Tangle Tongue, and my esteemed guest, Ember Heart, and of course, all <laughs> of our dear listeners. We are here to explore some of the world's most wonderful feline oriented artworks. Uh, to preface this, I must say, I took three art history classes. One with Maureen, but I am not an art historian. I will be linking the art in the episode descriptions and will also be describing it. So I do suggest going down and clicking the link to The Cat and the Butterfly by Zhugu. Um, thanks for making... This is the most beautiful piece of art I've ever so seen. So let me describe it before Maureen gets too overwhelmed because it is pretty overwhelming. So uh, this is a Chinese piece of work that is on a long rectangle uh, uh, hot dog length. It's longer than it is wide. Um, <laughs> and in the painting, it's mainly white and there's butterflies uh, more impressionistically painted with some... Uh, Chinese script going down on the right hand side and there are flowers and a little tiny um, uh, paddock with a small little fence behind it and a couple leaves in the front um, but the main focus is uh, it is all very impressionistic but everything's like beautifully rendered the flowers the butterflies the grass but then straight dab in the bottom middle is a white it's cloud tail is a white cat <laughs> with um three legs on the ground and one like kind of up like it's getting ready to bat at the butterflies um its face is up but it's like a persian and its face is entirely smushed and it just has two yellow yes. frog eyes staring up at those butterflies like its life depends on it um it's like wrong in the rightest way it is the most hilariously beautiful it's like it's not like the anatomy is not technically correct, but the emotions are entirely correct. But like it's soul. It's but like have, like it's the essence. If I had to meet an alien and there were no more cats anymore, and I had to tell them what cats were, I would just show them this, and they'd be like, "Got like, it." Yeah, this is basic. Got it. They're like, yeah, "Got it." it. I, I now understand mm-hmm. entirely what a cat is. Um, it's 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 very beautiful. Um, uh, do check it out. Um. I don't think I'm missing any major descriptors. It is a white cat staring up. The cat is just looking up at these butterflies like, oh, I'd like to commit a butterfly murder. Yeah, and it honestly looks like they're in two different worlds, but they just perfectly belong together. Um, So yes. a little bit more about this work and the artist who created it. Uh, so Zugu uh, was a Chinese painter and poet born in the Qing Dynasty in 1823. Um, so his early life is not super well documented, but it's believed that he was a traveling portrait artist for a time. Uh, none of the work okay. from this period of his life survived that we know of. Um, and uh, eventually he joined the Imperial Army. Um, he served for nine years and eventually retired. Um, it's not 100% confirmed why he retired. It's uh, one, like the most commonly believed theory is that he sided with the Taiping Rebellion or sympathized with them and this caused him to leave the army um and he just was like yeah i'm against this so he ended up becoming a buddhist monk um and he actually, oh, and he took nice. and he took the name uh 
uh, Zhugu. His his name before was Zhu Zhubai, um, but I'm going to respect the name that he chose for himself, which is Zhugu. Yes. Um, he did not really stay in, the mo- in like a monastery, um, but instead lived a nomadic life and was known for uh, creating landscapes and other like animal art. Um, he also wrote poetry, some that accompany his paintings. Um, I saw, I, I, while I was researching it, it was hard to find um, super lengthy articles. Like, at first, all I found was, mm-hmm. like, short little tiny articles, all linked, of course. Um, and then I found a 200-page thesis uh, that... <laughs> it's either, like, not or, like, like all. Yeah. And in, it's, like, in all, all the... or crumbs or a smorgasbord. Yeah, in all the short articles, they said, in a couple of short articles, it said he didn't sell his art. He only, like, sold it to a couple of his good friends. But then, in this very long uh, uh, thesis, they said he did sell his artwork. So I'm not 100% sure if he was selling it or not. Um, I believe the person who dedicated 200 that's, that's pages. That's where I'm going to go, too. I didn't fully read the 200, like, and 50-page thesis. I'm going to be yeah. honest. But it is linked. If you want to learn more about this artist, I would definitely go and read that. Um, I'm linking uh, more about him in the episode description if you'd like to see more um, along with the artwork. I honestly am tempted. I, I'm pretty tempted this piece I might get a print of because... It's hey, it's so good. I have a job and I'm gonna have income again. <laughs> Watch out! Like it's <laughs> and uh, the link of the artwork you can zoom in on it and like see all the details. It's very beautiful brushwork. Um, it's uh oh yeah, it's it's so good. I'm glad this piece survived because honestly, and also I should say <sighs> it was this portrait. Uh, this uh cat portrait seems to be inspired. Um. Uh, I, I kind of stumbled into this by another artist who was known, who was part of the Ada Centrics, um, uh, which okay. I thought was interesting. Um, I didn't look as much into it, so I don't have links about that. So, but this wasn't, not, not all of his portraits were like kind of silly. This one was a little bit more silly. More of his stuff is more impressionistic and, uh, you know, much more traditional than this one. This one does, it just jumped off the page, so I had to share it. Yes. Oh, it's beautiful. No, I... It's just such a delight. Like, looking at it it just fills me with so much joy. It's those little bug eyes, that little flat nose, Mm -hmm. and oh, his curled little tail. And he has... You can see the whiskers. Like, it's like, you know... You've seen this cat before. Um, Yeah. And I like how long the legs are. It's it's definitely ready to hop up and grab at those butterflies. Yes. Yes. He wants to join the butterflies. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I I don't know, unfortunately, what the um, right on the side, it might just be the title, which is butterfly and cat um, or butterflies and cat. So, but. Don't look at me. I'm the worst at languages. Yeah. Anyway. (laughs) Well, thank you, Brenna. That was a delight. Yeah, I'm. I'm trying. I will. I'm trying to find uh, more and more sources for not just uh, European art, um, as you might have yeah. noticed. My first one, I was trying to focus on mainly female art. I will be focusing on some of the like uh, more famous cat art, of course. Yeah, I will be chat noir. 
God, yeah, I will eventually cover chat noir. It'll come. It will come. But I wanted to maybe share cat art that not everyone is familiar with. Um, if anyone knows yes, any no, I really good African-based cat artists, because all when I searched, I should have known just typing in African cat art was just going to show me photos of lions. Um, <laughs> a little dumb of me. Or like, who was it? Was it, oh, was it Henry Rousseau? Who yeah. like, liked to draw jungles but never saw a jungle yeah bless his little soul i'm gonna let you guys know i will not be covering anything by matisse or picasso because screw them um you can't abuse people such people of color and be super did he even draw any cats they probably weren't great he did and they're not great well i don't (laughs) care So, sorry for all the Brenna, fans. we should start an art history podcast. <laughs> or we just dunk I'll on be Picasso the dummy. Let me be the dummy. Matisse. Yeah, so, uh, no offense if you're big fans of their work. If you're big fans of their work, then you know that they were terrible dudes. Um, so, yeah. And and plus, they they have all the coverage. I'd rather focus on some artists that maybe not everyone's yeah. super familiar with. We know Picasso. I had never heard of Zhugu. Also, I did my best to look up how to pronounce uh, all those names. If I am getting them wrong, I'm very I, sorry. I looked up, I tried really hard to find the correct pronunciations. Hey, all I need to do is bramble claw and crow paw and stuff like that. <laughs> so, hey, hats off to you, man. It was easier to find uh, uh, how to pronounce his Buddhist name, his uh, like birth name. I could not find, confirm how to say it. But anyway, uh, that's fine. Moving on. Let's talk about cats now. Are you ready? Sure. There's sure. a badger. Right. <sighs> Uh, it's so like hang on remember how in the beginning of this book we were like oh badgers are the worst they're gonna kill us all did we probably uh yeah because well the one killed willow pelt we mentioned and him squirrel paw and like some other and like thorn claw and okay i guess Badgers, apparently badgers do live in caves, so fine. They like to reuse old old caves, mines, and quarries, so this makes sense. We're going to explore a little bit more of this badger's cave, so maybe it'll make a little more sense. I'm also going to look and see if there's any seals in the UK. (laughs) Please don't. I actually really do not want to know where are the seals in England. Hang on. I'm Googling it really quick. Hey! Okay. There are two seals that live in the UK. Mm. The common seal, the harbor seal, and the gray seal. So, um, we're three. I'm not, no, the, the harbor seal and gray seal. Common harbor seal, okay. The, the, it was two names for one. Okay, and then the, okay, okay. The, yeah. So there are seals in, in Britain, all right? We're not that dumb. <laughs> You're the one saying there weren't. I, That's not. I didn't know if they anyways. were far enough north for seals this, to live. Okay, the next book we're gonna get to it, and I swear it's gonna. And there'll be a seal. You can't. No, but there's gonna be something that definitely doesn't exist in Britain. <laughs> so, oh God, is there gonna be Britain a rhino? Like I'm trying to bring okay. out the window what, next book. What is in what is what could be there? Hang on, I wanna guess. I know where it's like Okay, give me uh give me three guesses okay. of things that <laughs> could be there that aren't in okay, Britain. Okay, so things that are definitely in Britain. First I need a basis. Like things that are in Britain that aren't okay. really in the US. Badgers. Um uh, head- We have badgers. I've seen badgers. I know, but 
okay. Hedgehogs, then. But they're also hedgehogs. Hedgehogs. Those aren't... Hedgehogs. Those, you don't find those. That's the only thing I can think of. Um, okay, so things that definitely don't belong in Britain. Um, a rhino. That, that would be okay. crazy. And we're talking about wild. These are not zoos. This is wild. Yeah, um, not wild. A, a moose. Pretty sure that okay, those are there. Um, I'm trying to think of something like real crazy. Um, a buffalo. Well, do you want me to give you the actual country of origin? Sure, yes. That, would help. that would help. Uh, North America. I mean, probably Gideon. North America. No, then my gut, my guess is still buffalo. Like, okay, buffalo. Yeah. Okay. So, so a rhino, rhino, moose, buffalo. Either of those would shock me. Okay. 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 <laughs> like an armadillo. Like cool. what's gonna be it? Okay, like, we're gonna have to keep going. Keep going. <laughs> All right. Brambleclaw glances around, and there's nowhere to. Flee. Guilt washes over him. All his visions, all his certainty, had led his companions to this dreadful place. Oh my god, are you really? They would find no knowledge, no vision from Star Clan, just a pointless, horrible death. They all came with you on purpose. Also, I should mention what you moose you are can be found in Europe, but not in the UK. What use were faith and courage now when they were trapped like rabbits? Are we really giving up? Like, after all this conflama and drama, we're gonna let a badger, like, ruin our day? Just just kill it, honestly. Kropa flattened himself to the ground and was creeping forward with teeth bared. And Stormfur is trying to flank the badger. But Brambleclaw knows they're going to meet their death. Okay, Brambleclaw! Even Why are you a Nilist all of a sudden? I don't know. Gosh, negative Nelly. Even all six of them, hungry, weak, and worn out. Three of them just, like, nearly drowned in the ocean. No, four of them nearly drowned in yeah, the ocean. Yeah, I know. One of them had a I rat know. Bite. I know. So the adrenaline should still be pumping in their bloods. So they're like, you know what, Badger? I'm already having such a bad day. Come and fight me. If after I fell down the stairs and broke my butt, a badger tried to fight me, I would have punched it in the face. Like, I was still, like, I was, yes, I was crying on our living room floor. But I would have probably punched a badger if it tried to mess with me. Well, Brambleclaw doesn't think there's any hope in then oh my defeating a badger. Oh my god, Brambleclaw. They're trapped. Blunt claws and snapping jaws will pick them off one by one. Oh my lord. Just, okay. Either, okay. The badger? Die or run. Like, ugh. The badger had paused at the edge of the shadows. It swung its head between the six of them. Then it spoke. Wait. Midnight has come. Wait. wait, Midnight has come. The badger is midnight? The badger is midnight. The badgers can talk? (laughs) This badger can talk. Huh? Huh? Bramble. Wait. 
did you see this one coming? No! You said maybe you thought a badger. I think somewhere earlier you said you thought a badger was going to become. Yeah. You said as a joke. you thought they were going to make friends with a badger. As you thought Squirrel Paw was going to adopt a badger. I was joking. It was a joke. They I thought said it was... a badger is adopted Squirrel Paw. I can't believe. I Every time I make a stupid joke, I predict the stupid. I always predict the stupidest it's things. It's so good. And I, I do. Oh my god. The What's it gonna be? A rhino, a moose, or a buffalo? Now I'm scared that there's gonna be a talking buffalo in the next one. <laughs> oh my god. The, the badger is midnight. Hi. We. I really thought, like, I thought Purdy was like secretly midnight more so than you sir i guess hello welcome to the badger cave um i like to think he has kind of a french accent because it doesn't make sense that he's like he's learned their language oh it's a lady oh this is so much better a lady badger (gasps) okay so would you like me to give her oh wait how do i do a french accent do you want me to give her a french accent no we she actually talks like yoda but i've nixed that she does she does, Lee but I've decided not to do that because I can't. I could. I thought that might be a little insensitive. Wait, so in the book, she's written out. She kind of talks like Yoda. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's not give her a French accent. I just thought that would be. I think it'd be even funnier if she had like a French Canadian accent, which I can't really do. Um. Let's. Okay. So she's a French Canadian badger who can talk. Okay. Keep it. Let's keep it real. Let's keep going. In Britain. Yep. In Britain. <laughs> Brambleclaw's mouth dropped open. <laughs> a badger could speak? <laughs> and he could understand the words? What? <sighs> I am midnight, she says. I am midnight. And she must speak to them. Hi. Well, we're listening. This is so insane. I'm so happy to see you. I always imagined her with like a, like as a wise Russian grandma. Oh my god. Kropa, you're not allowed to say literally anything because I love her. <laughs> I know Crowpaw's about to be so rude. I know also Tawny Pelt's also going to be a little rude, but it's just because she's like, can I love a badger? Can I have four girlfriends? Mouse dung, Crowpaw spat. Oh. He tells her to make one move and he'll claw her eyes. He's just scared. No, Brambleclaw says, Crowpaw, wait. The badger's laugh interrupted him. Fierce is he not? She oh says. my god, I love her. Starkman <gasps> has chosen well. Wait! Whoa, 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 whoa. Hang on. That's even. What? 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 Is there a badger heaven? Neighboring cat heaven? <laughs> Man, bird heaven must be like. hates hates us. Man, the. Now. This is making me examine a lot of things about the series. Is there... I don't think rats can have heaven. So is rat purgatory kind of like... Oh, this is weird. I know we've had... I know we've had, like, talking rats. But, like, that was kind of (sighs) like... Okay. Okay. All right. I'm... Now I'm... Now I'm... Now I have to... Okay. The badger can talk. Also, the badger knows about our heaven. Um... Okay. (laughs) But there will be no claws today. She's here to talk, not to fight. The clan cast look to each other. Crowpaw asks if they're going to trust it. Feathertail asks, what else can they do? Uh, it, I am a lady. 
Brambleclaw looks closer at the badger. She's smaller than the one he'd seen at Snake Rocks, but that doesn't mean she's any less dangerous. Trusting her goes against everything he'd learned as a kid. But she had made no move to attack, and it looked like there was a glint of humor in her eyes. Brambleclaw looks back at his friends. Crowpaw, Stormfur, and Feathertail may have fought well, but he and Squirrelpaw were exhausted from nearly drowning. It's true. And Tawny Pelt had already sunk down to the floor, hardly seeming <laughs> conscious. Tawny Pelt just passed out. Tawny Pelt. Tawny Pelt's like, no one's gonna die right this moment. I'm down. Tawny Pelt's like, Tawny Pelt's like, okay, so my brother's not dead. Uh, a badger's trying to talk to me. You know what, guys? Deuces. I'm out. I'm out. She's like, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna take a nap real quick because this is too much for my, for me to cope with. You know what, Tawny Pelt? Same. Just take a nap when life becomes a little too much. Sometimes you come. Sometimes says. you take a nap and life uh, wakes you up and is like, hello, welcome. It's now too much. Come, the badger says. We can't wait all night. This is no ordinary badger. She can speak. Cash, uh, duh. She also spoke of Star Clan. And she spoke of Star Clan like she knew more of their wishes than any cat alive. And Brambleclaw says Feathertail is right. What choice do they have? He says this must mean what Star Clan meant by listening to Midnight. They didn't mean a time at all. Brambleclaw well, turns to yeah, the Yeah, I knew that. You are Midnight, and you have a message for us from Star Clan. Midnight nods, and she says that's what she's called. And it was shown to her that she would meet with them. Although she had been told there would be four, not six. Yeah, we're kind of... I feel like if you know anything about Star Clan... Star Clan should have warned you. It's like, they just... They, they We love our friends here. We'll have a pals. Well, Brambleclaw tells her... Oh, Brambleclaw tells her that they'll listen. He says four were chosen... But six have come, and they all deserve to be here. Oh, thanks, Brambleclaw. Make one wrong move, Crowpaw threatens. Oh, shut up, Mouse Brain! <gasps> Crowpaw growled. Can't he see that this is what they came here to find? Who said that to him? Squirrelpaw. I oh got same Squirrelpaw, same. So, Midnight turns and tells them to follow as she heads back to the back of the cave. Stormfur leaves with an angry-looking crowpaw behind him. <laughs> Feathertail lets Tawny Pelt lean on her shoulder. And Brambleclaw meets Squirrelpaw's gaze. And despite the wet and exhausted state of her, her eyes are sparkling. What a story they'll have to tell when they get home, she says, <laughs> before following after Feathertail. Before Brambleclaw goes after them, he stops to look back. The rocky teeth that formed the cave's mouth with waves that surged back and forth. The last rays of the dying sun turned everything red. For a heartbeat, Brambleclaw sees an endless river of blood pouring down Stop! on him. What? His ears are filled with the screams of dying cats. Okay, come on. We were Brambleclaw? we were having so much fun. 
We were having so much fun. We were going to end the book and be like, haha, now we have a talking badge. Oh, we're still not done. I'm sorry. We still have a bit to go. Okay. Brambleclaw? Squirrelpaw's voice banishes the terrible sounds. We really almost, we almost had like a good moment there. We almost had fun. Like we almost were like, yeah, we got a talking badger friend now. Shut up, Cropa. And then we had to remember that uh, we're all going to die because it's Brambleclaw. Oh my God. Thanks, Brambleclaw. As soon as the vision had come, it was gone. And he follows his friends and the badger. The tunnel went up, and he can smell fresh air and see a hole that opened to outside. This cave was dug from the soil, soft earth and roots tangling around them. So this is, like, really the cave she actually lives okay. in. Okay. Like, so this was, like, the, ba- the back entrance? Makes sense. It's the garage. Yeah. Feathertail helps Tawny pelt into a nest of bracken and settles down to lick her wound. Midnight asks Tawny Pelt if she has an injury and what gave it to her. And Tawny Pelt says rat bite. And Midnight says it's bad. She vanishes and returns with burdock root. Burdock root, Squirrelpaw said with a triumphant look at Brambleclaw. You use it too? Midnight says it's good for all sores. And she chews the root and puts the pulp on Tawny Pelt's wound. Alright, yep. Tawny Pelt and a badger are gonna date. Now, she says, it's time to talk. She lets the cats settle in, and Brambleclaw asks how she can speak to them. Midnight says she's traveled far and learned many languages. She's learned the tongues of other cats who speak differently than they do. I love her! She can also also speak fox and rabbit, but they aren't interesting to talk to. Foxes (laughs) just talk of killing. And rabbits have thistle down for brains. <laughs> Squirrelpaw laughs. Claim that they're being hunted constantly. Midnight asks them how their journey was from their tribes. Stormfur asks, tribes. Midnight says she uh, she forgets the cats that she has here. Uh, they call them clans. Oh my god, I love her. And Brambleclaw pushes away the uneasy thought that there were cats living like them somewhere. He tells the story of their journey with help from the others, from their first dreams to where they are now. And they're ready to hear what StarClan wants them to know. Crowpaw also wants to know why they had to come all this way here to find out. Why couldn't StarClan have told them that they needed to know back in the forest? Okay. Think, small warrior, Midnight says. When they started this journey, they were six. Now they are one. In the coming days, the clans must be one. If not, trouble will destroy them. Like, we're one. What is the trouble? We're one now? Wait, I'm confused about the math, the first math problem she gave us. When we started this journey, we were six, and now we're one. Do you mean, like, all one together? Because there's still six of us. Yeah, like... Actually, there's actually... Like, they all care about each other. Well, there's seven of us now. I mean, we don't really... (laughs) No, I get it. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Okay. I don't know, man. Okay, keep, keep going. What is the trouble? Brambleclaw asks softly. Midnight hesitates. She lets her gaze rest on each of the cats. You must leave the forest. 
all cats must leave. Mm. Mm. Um. What? Well, that's, that, that's, that is, um, oh, that's a big ask, to be fair. While Stormford leaps to his paws, there have always been cats in the forest. Midnight sighs and says, no longer. But why? Feathertail asks anxiously. Two legs, Midnight says. Always two legs. They'll soon come with machines. Uh, they call them monsters, yes? They will uproot trees. They will break apart rocks and tear apart the earth. I told you! Fern Gully! Yeah, look at you! Fern Gully! It's always, it's always land development. It always comes back to Fern Gully. <laughs> it always is. It's always capitalism and destroying nature. Everything comes there back to no Tim Curry. There will be no place left for cats. Huh? It's not everything comes back to get. Uh, it's not everything comes back to uh, Fern Gully. It's everything comes back to Tim Curry. <laughs> Thank you. If they stay, the monsters will tear them up, or they'll starve because all the prey will flee. Hmm. What if we eat There's the silence. two legs? Hmm. We eat the two legs. Yeah, I don't. Well, I mean, honestly, why haven't we ever tried that? There's silence. Brambleclaw struggles with the dreadful future that Midnight has foretold. He can't tell her that he doesn't believe her. Every word she'd spoken rang with truth. Stormfur asks how she knows all this. There's no challenge in his voice, just desperation. She says it happened to her set many years ago. Seasons, but probably years. She's seen it all before, and she sees what will come. Just as the stars speak to them, they speak to her as well. All that they need to know is written in the stars. And it's not hard to read once you know how. But what about when there's clouds? <laughs> I'm sorry. No more sunning rocks, Squirrelpaw asks quietly. And she sounds like a scared kit. No more training hollow? No more four trees? Midnight shakes her head. But why? Brambleclaw demands. Why would two legs do that? What harm have we ever done to them? Midnight tells them that the two legs don't mean harm. They hardly know the clans are there. Oh, that's... They do it to build a new thunder path. Go here, there... But faster. Oh. Crowpaw says it won't happen. Starclan won't let it. Starclan cannot stop it, Midnight tells him. Crowpaw opens his mouth, but nothing comes out. He's bewildered. Then why did they bring us here? Tawny Pelt asks. Are they supposed to go home and watch their clans be destroyed? Yes. Welcome to hell. No, Midnight says, her voice suddenly gentle. Hope will be given to them. They will bring hope home. Is hope like, they is hope leave. like a squirrel? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be great. And they're like, here's hope. Hi, I'm hope. I also learned your language. What? We can't just have animal companions. We're an animal book. 
If you want that, read the name series by Claire Bell. They adopt lemurs. Anyways, emotional support lemurs. <laughs> they must lead their clans away from the forest to find a new home. Just like that? Yeah. yeah. Do you have, like, somewhere in mind? Or... Okay. Is he supposed to just go to his leader and say, Hey, Tallstar, we all gotta go. He's like, again? He'd claw his ears off if he didn't die laughing first. Midnight tells him that once they reach home, they'll find that even their clan leaders will listen. Terror seized Brambleclaw. Had the destruction of their home already begun? Brambleclaw springs to his paws and says they need to go now. No. No, Midnight says with a shake of her head. They must rest tonight. Okay, can you, can you, like, give us, I know this is, like, really fun. Like, it's super cool. We all love riddles and, like, mysteriousness. Okay, let me keep going. No, no, I'm talking about Midnight. Like, like, just tell us what's going on. Well, they should let their injured friend sleep. Tomorrow will be better for travel. Feathertail says that Midnight hasn't told them where to go. Where will they find another forest where all the clans will live in peace? Midnight tells her not to fear. They will find a place of peace, far from two legs. Hills, oak woods for shelter, running streams. How? Brambleclaw asks. Will she come with and show them? No, Midnight says. (laughs) She has traveled much, but no longer. What? Midnight, why didn't you come to us? Because they had to become one. I guess, I guess, I guess, yeah. But they won't be without a guide. When they return... I swear to God, there's going to be a squirrel. No, they must stand on the great rock when Silverpelt shines. And a dying warrior will show them the way. No, what? Who's de- who's gonna Her die? Words sound more like a threat than a promise. Which which, which silver one's gonna die? Who? We silver stream. Silver dead. pelt. That's what they call the night sky. That's okay. what they call the night sky. Okay, but what? Who? What dying warrior? So they need to look at the stars, and a dying warrior will show them the way. Who's gonna die? That's what Brambleclaw asks. <laughs> He's like, one of us is gonna die. Midnight says she didn't say that. But if they do what she says, they will see. One of them? No. Brambleclaw thanks her and says they'll do as she says. Stormfur says for now they should hunt. Crowpaw and Feathertail follow him out. Brambleclaw tells Squirrelpaw to stay with Tawnypelt and get her fur dry. And to his surprise, Squirrelpaw doesn't fight him. She gives his ear a quick lick before settling down beside Tawny Pelt. Yeah, because that's her girlfriend. Of course she's not going to fight that. She's like, of course. And he realizes how much both of them mean to him. Even the pesky ginger apprentice he'd tried to leave behind. And Stormfur and Feathertail were true friends. And even Crowpaw had become an ally that he would want beside him in any battle. You were right, he says softly to Midnight. We have become one. Midnight nods and tells him that in the coming days they'll need each other. 
their journey doesn't end here. It is only just beginning. <gasps> is that the end of the book? Blah, blah, blah. We got an epilogue. Oh, like, of course. I don't know if we, we've never had an epilogue. I don't know if we ever get an epilogue again. We get bonus chapters, but I don't know if we get an epilogue. Yeah, let's save it, guys. Ooh, epilogue. Let's play the play. Wait, yeah, play ooh. the epilogue song. Yum yum yum. Play the epilogue song. All right, and if there's dance into the epilogue. If there's ever another epilogue, <laughs> I'm gonna have to find this audio that I'm gonna put in. I guess. <laughs> All right, epilogue, epilogue, epilogue. Firestar prowls into the open beside the Thunderpath. Graystripe is at his side. He sniffs the air and says, Great Star Clan, it smells foul today. Cloudtail, Sandstorm, and Leafpaw join them. Cloudtail says every time he comes up here, it takes an entire day to get rid of the reek. Sandstorm rolls her eyes. Firestar says there's something odd today. There aren't any monsters in sight. Impending doom. The smell is worse than ever. And I can hear something says Leafpaw. The wind carried a deep roar towards them, faint but growing louder. Cloudtail turns to Firestar, puzzled. What's that? He's never heard. He stops, gaping. Over the rise came the biggest monster the cats have ever seen, and its roaring seemed to fill the forest. It came slowly, followed by another and another. Two legs swarmed over them like ticks, yowling at each other. Hey, Bob! Bob! <laughs> you gotta bring the track! No, no! We're northeast! It needs to be realigned. I swear to- Oh, jeez. I don't know why they're Canadian. As the leading monster came up beside the watching cats, it did the unthinkable. Instead of going past them on the thunder path, it swerved and headed straight towards them. What's going on? Graystripe gasps. Firestar shouts, scatter! <laughs> and Firestar <laughs> dives into a clump of bracken. Scatter! Scatter! Yeah. Scatter! <laughs> Firestar dives into a clump of bracken while Graystripe went deeper into the forest. Cloudtail shot up a tree. Sandstorm headed to a narrow gully, and Leafpaw follows her mother. The monster barreled forward on black paws, crushing everything in its path. The five cats watched, frozen in horror, as it rammed up against an ash tree. The tree shook under the impact, and then, with a shriek like all the prey in the forest dying at once, its roots tore out of the earth. The tree crashed to the ground, and the monster rolled on. The destruction of the forest had begun. Stressful. It's pretty stressful. That is the end of uh, Series 2, The New Prophecy, Book 1, Midnight. We did it, friends. We did it. It's absolute madness. We'll be starting... We'll be starting Moonrise. Oh my week. goodness. And Moonrise is the name of uh, a catfish we're going to befriend. The squirrel? No, wait. The squirrel's hope. Yeah. 
Moonrise is a cat? A catfish. Mm. You gotta follow the river, I guess. Sure, why not? You know, a catfish is... I don't think they have catfish in <laughs> Okay. Don't look at me. Oh, Alright, so after a lot of challenges of uh, wh- what animals live where, um, and <laughs> a lot of chaos... A lot of chaos this episode. Everyone's welcome. Yeah. But, you know, if you want to stay up with the chaos, um, you can uh, follow us. We're on Twitter uh, and on Instagram at WCWITCAST. That's W-C-W-I-T-C-A-S-T. Uh, on that, we post updates when the episodes are going up. Um, we retweet fan art and we... Uh, I-, I forgot to mention this at the beginning of the episode, um, but we did get some Father's Day fan art um today oh um, i haven't seen that yet i've been at work all it, day yeah it's fantastic it is from uh the wonderful uh raccoons uh dead on twitter uh ra- raccoons underscore dead who has been supplying us with a steady stream of uh warrior cats interpreted oh, as different animals goodness. um and also yes. uh, they make fantastic art so uh <laughs> they did a, a beautiful uh a portrait of uh, the best dad, Firestar, with his beautiful daughters, his, his two chaos twins. Oh, I'm gonna go take a gander at that after um, I eat dinner. And uh, you can also keep in touch with us on our email. Our email is wcwitcast at gmail.com. Um, if you have any questions, concerns, you can direct them there. Um, if you want to help with the podcast, the best way to do that is to share it with a friend. Be like, hey, this is the end of a book, but the beginning of a series. and the beginning of the journey yeah so it's the perfect time to hop in um thank you for listening everyone well they should listen to the other episodes first or else it might be kind of confusing i mean yeah but like maybe maybe listen to this one to like know it gets better hey we've done pretty good i think you know what whatever just recommend an episode it can be this one the first one where you want everyone have fun uh thank you to everyone who's listening we appreciate you. Yes, because I'm Amber Hart. And I'm Tangle Tongue. Your dad. <laughs> and this has been Warrior Cats. What is that?